You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, 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 internet people. What's going on? I just wanted to let you guys know what to expect on this episode since it's a little bit different than your standard Tone Mob interview style episode. And first of all, we did do this last year. We spent a few minutes at the top of the episode wondering if we had done this before or not. And as a matter of fact, we have done a NAM recap episode before, but this is sort of a NAM recap. We definitely talk about NAM, but we, you know, like all Jay's conversations with me, we we go all over the place, all over the guitar landscape, so to speak. So it's a it's a little bit different than a standard interview. This is more like this is just what happens when Jay and I sit down for a conversation, regardless of whether there's microphones present or not. So um, it's a it's a good insight into him and I's relationship, I suppose, which is which is quite fun. He's a he's an absolute absolute treasure, and he also has a awesome YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked that out, the links in the show notes, but you really need to check out Jay's YouTube channel if you are not already familiar, but yeah, that's all. So it's a sort of a Nam recap, sort of a, just a nerd conversation. And I hope you really enjoyed this little extra bonus episode. So without further ado on with the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the ToneMob.com podcast, the show about guitar tone and the people behind it. And on this very special episode, I have returning yet again for a third time, I believe. Yes, a third time. Ooh. Mr. J. Leonard J. to do some Nam recapage. Nam recapage. I'm excited. We had, I think you and me had some very, very different Nam experiences. No, we, were, we did. So I'm actually we really, did. this is going to be a good episode. We did this last year, didn't we? We did the NAM uh, recap. I I was trying to remember if we did a NAM recap. I think we did a. I almost think we did a pre NAM, but I don't remember. Is that what it was? But, I don't know. Yeah, I I which doesn't head. make any sense why we would have done that. But that's we why did. I think it, it was in my head. We just sat. We talked about what we want to do it now. <laughs> so, so what we or did. no? I think you were the first. I could be wrong. I'll have to check back. Somebody's going to correct me. But mm-hmm. I think you were the first episode of twenty eight. Ah. That's what it was. Sorry. Yes. I hope I didn't blow your ear out there. I was a little loud when, when it came to me. Yes, it was the first January episode, I think. Yes, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But I do I'm like, sure. I do like, I, th- I feel like we've done this before, you know, like this uh, talking about the cool stuff we saw at NAM. I feel like that was a conversation that we have, we have talked about. So I'm excited. We have. I'm excited. I think this should be, this should be a tradition. Super though. Pumped. We should, oh, we're going to we make it. We're making this our new tradition. Just, I love it. Just my excuse to show up on your show once a year. Yay. Yay me. Like, I, like you need an excuse. <laughs> You're welcome on anytime. Oh, stop it now. Come on. So how was that? When did you, you got in a little later, didn't you? I got in uh, a, kind of late on Thursday. I got in about four o'clock on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, but I feel like I, you know, I actually stayed, you know, I actually spent more time at the show this year than I ever have because normally I go. I normally fly in kind of late on Thursday and then I stay like Friday, Saturday. And then generally we, we flew out on Sunday, but this time we didn't fly out till Monday. Oh, look at so, you. You yeah. had the full, yeah, I left, I, I came in morning of the Wednesday and I left, which is by the way, for the listeners, it's the day it starts on Wednesday, came in on the Wednesday 
and then I left on this this the Sunday. So I was only there for like the duration of NAM, not a minute too like early and not a minute too late. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had a well. I guess we can we can each get into our okay individual NAM experiences, but you had a grinder of a schedule. It was nuts. It was a tough. Well, see, it actually you know it was a grinder of a schedule in a way. Like it was a lot of running around, a heck of a lot of running around. If you don't mind me using some really dark language there, uh, <laughs> well, but actually, oh, to be honest, it was <laughs> it was way less work than I've ever done at Nam. Actually, breaking it down, I got more day drunk at this Nam than I think I've ever in any other Nam I've done. And the reason why is because I usually when I do Nam, you know, I, I do it. You know, it's it's more of a, a thing I do uh, for the subscribers. I bring the camera down there. I bring my little film crew. And we run around and, you know, I talk to all my favorite, you know, people and make little videos. And then I go back home. We do a little, you know, we do our after parties and do our whatever parties. And then I'm up, you know, all night editing video and posting it. And then yes. rinse and repeat every day. So I'm only sleeping maybe an hour a night during NAM, like, you know, when, when I'm doing NAM last season. This time I thought, you know what, I don't want to film a lot of videos. Uh, instead, I wanted to do more uh, booth stuff you know what i mean so mm -hmm. uh we we made it so that instead of me running around with the camera and everything i, br I still brought the crew and everything the only difference is i brought the band and uh you know we played down you saw us down at the harmony booth we were doing some stuff with the tysco pedals and the harmony guitars which were really cool and it was then awesome it was a blast and then we did there's the big roland us the boss stage which was awesome it was really really cool they had the they had a little of a concert kind of set up there with the big main stage and the lights and stuff so we did it there and then just a bunch of solo stuff with uh, like origin effects, Hughes and Kettner, um, just really, really good friends and stuff. So it was just a lot of, it was definitely running around to make it uh, to specific times because I have to be there for certain performances and certain things. Um, but at least I can go out and enjoy the parties. I could drink a little bit more at the parties. I don't have to be up editing. I only filmed like four videos while I was in NAMM and they were all really, really short ones. And just as a thank you, for some of the companies that brought me up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, that, I mean, I don't, I forget that you do all that crazy editing and posting things on the fly most of the time. I remember that the first year we met at NAMM, well, we met, you know, several times, but the first year I see, I met you at NAMM, uh, you, um, you had your wife and like everybody was like, it was like a whole family operation. Oh, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was intense, man. We, it was like a, a Ford assembly line of people. Like I had a, people in charge of recording the audio, people in charge of recording the video, uh, people doing sound. And then when we, we had like this meet debrief Nam thing after we got back from the parties and we pretty much just shared the responsibility so we could shoot out the videos. Actually, after all that was said and done though, like my Nam videos aren't really my most watched videos just because there's so many NAM videos on the same products. So it, it was, you know, it was a lot of work and I, I don't know. I just didn't really, I didn't really feel it, you know, more NAM for me, at least personally, it's a selfish thing because, you know, I, I, I'm an incredibly selfish person, but me, that's a, <laughs> it's like meeting, like, you, you know, you get to meet, you know, Blake from the tone mob, you get to meet, you know, Brian from Wampler, you get to meet. And, and now that I've done it a couple of times, I, they're kind of, you know, we're all kind of friends now. So it's a lot of it is catching up with friends, making new friends, the connections and, and people, it's actually even more of that than the gear for me. It's just actually a wonderful, wonderful thing. And then the fact that I get to play music there and I get to play with the band and we're playing, you know, shows and stuff. Oh, it, it's just, that's the way I'm doing it from now on. It's just too fun. 
and just the best. It's awesome. That's a, that is really interesting. You, you said something that I kept telling everybody too. And they're like, you know, cause what's the number one question you get at NAM, right? It's, it's what was the favorite thing you saw? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's like, well, you know, it's not really, I mean, you and I are fortunate enough to kind of work in this. And so we, we already knew about a lot of the stuff that we were excited about. Plus people are dropping things early and all that. So it was like, I already kind of knew what the coolest thing was. So I wasn't really too incredibly interested in going and checking it out, which sounds weird because I'm a gear nerd, mm -hmm. but is it what you said? It was like, Oh, I got people to see. Like I have people that I only see once a year that I interact with all the time. I need to go see them. And that's kind of what it, what it has become for me is, is just a people finding adventure. Oh. And, uh, you know, like I, I've told other people, shaking babies and kissing hands. That's it, man. And you know, it's really nice too, because, uh, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing, especially being in this, like in the media that I found myself in this whole YouTube world, right? Because when you're doing the YouTube thing, you're kind of living in a bubble, you know, you're in this little bubble and all your friends are names on, you know, your mailbox, <laughs> you know, your email right. inbox, right? And, and you know, so you're, it's just pretty much you in this bubble and, and the people you talk to online and, and this negative comments, you know, <laughs> so right. oh, when, yes. you're, and you're, when you're at NAM and you're meeting people and, you know, you, you're starting to, you know, you're recognized and, and people come up to you and they have not, you know, they have wonderful things to say and they have questions and you can tell that they watch and, oh, it's just, it really is an amazing ego trip for me. I feel like the coolest guy in the world. I, this year we came with my, uh, my bass player. Uh, he brought his son. He's like the 17 year old kid that is a guitar player. He want that's what he wants to do for his life and everything like that. So he was, you know, meeting, mm -hmm. you know, meeting Josh Smith or, or Josh Scott. It was, uh, was huge. Sorry. Like it was a big, big day for him and running around and, and you know, doing, doing his thing. So, uh, it was awesome having him be my assistant because, People were noticing me and I looked really, really cool in front of my friend's son. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like trying to be cool, like act like it happens all the time. It never happens. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it only happens at now. I get to just be, you know, I get, so that was really nice, at least for all. So all my, my, e it's great. Cause I have my ego boost. That's going to make get, get me through, you know, the, <laughs> you know, the, the year of, of, you know, cause it's, you know, you know how it is, how hard it is to make content, how hard it is to make the videos and stuff. And, uh, you know, everyone, I was talking to, um, a, a pedal builder who will, I will not mention my name, but he was talking about, you know, the, the fatigue and how it gets to him and, and, the, you know, the, the negative press and, and, and like what it's like, you know, pushing through and, you know, and, and getting through and it's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. You know, people don't realize what they say. We, you know, we try not to feed the trolls, but you know, it does affect us in a way. So when you do something like NAM, it's, it's, it's wonderful because you get that you go, oh, this is why I love doing it. Oh, this is why it's fun. This is why. And then you get to meet the builders and you see how excited they are about the stuff they build and how excited they are about the relationship you two have. And, and then you're like, oh, this is what it's about. And oh, you know, you fall in love with the gear all over again. You fall in love with the everything all over. It's just wonderful. Nam's like, it's like the Olympics for nerds. It, it is. <laughs> it, and it's like, I, I tried to explain like, this is, these, these are the, the Nam attendees, you know, outside of the, uh, outside of the, you know, the guys doing business, you yeah. know, but like the, the rest of us, like we are the nerdiest of the <laughs> nerds. Like we are such big nerds about this stuff that we literally flew down to, 
in the in the middle of winter flew down some people from across the world you know for me it's a short plane ride but for some people it's like it's across the country or they're coming from europe yep you know like like it's a big trip for them and they're coming to see the blinky lights and twiddle the knobs (laughs) it's like we we have to be the nerdiest people uh at least guitar wise or gear wise on the no, planet. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like anything in the world. Everyone has, you know, you know, for some people it's Comic-Con and then, you know, for some people it's, you know, going to the Super Bowl, which was uh, yesterday, by the way, in case you didn't know, uh, or some oh, people, I missed, it. <laughs> you missed it, right? Yeah. I pretend, yeah. I, I pretend I, I care, but I really don't know. I, I, I care when it's relevant for me to care about it. I'm actually the worst, uh, Football fan. I wish I was, but but you know, some people like you know, they, everyone has that thing that they're passionate about, and that are driven about. Some people have dreams of I want to see a game in every baseball park in the world in, in America. You know what I mean? And, right. Uh, so you know, it, it's it, it, all it is is just getting people together around some, a banner of something. You know, and it was and it's great. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's wonderful. One thing, the kind of sort of not really. It's, I guess it's all about Nam, so we're not really changing the subject, but. One thing I noticed, and I don't know if this because I had to, Jess had to keep reminding me, my good buddy and sometimes co-host Justin Porter, I love that guy, uh, was with me, and uh, and he he had to keep reminding me that I, I was like, oh yeah, this is like my third name. He's like, no, this is your fourth name, and for some reason that felt like it. You know, it's only one bigger, right? But it sounds a lot bigger than three for some reason. I was like, Oh, I've been doing this for four years. You're, you're a grizzled veteran. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of weird. <laughs> and is it, is, is it just as fun for, or is it better or is it worse? Uh, it's, it's so it's um, the first year was really exciting. Cause I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then year two and three were very kind of down to business. I like had things I needed to do and like, you know, scheduled things. Well, not three as much as two, but you know, there was, there was things I needed to get done. Uh, and this year was a little more, a little bit more relaxed, but also I like, I knew exactly what to expect. That's the thing. Like, you know what to do, you know, you got to slather on the hand sanitizer, you know, you know, like, you know, all the steps basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so it's it's a little bit different experience, but I will say this Nam in particular, I was I was just as excited for as my first one, and that hadn't been tr- necessarily true in years two and three. Mm. I was just really excited to come see come see everybody, honestly. So it was a it was a fun it was a fun time, but yeah, it was two a- the things that people really want to hear about. Yes, though. yes, things. Let's, let's talk about the things people want to hear. What do they want to hear? I think they want to hear what some of Jay's favorites were in Nam. My favorites were in Nam. Well, uh, as I said, I l- existed in my own little bubble. I was I was running around doing a lot of stuff for specific companies, but I did see some cool things. There's trends I saw, like big trends mm-hmm. I'm noticing in Nam. Uh, the first thing I'm noticing is uh, has to do with uh, small amplifiers, like really small lunchbox size amplifiers that are like 200 watts or like 65 watts so pretty much all the all the mark bass amps for bass players all the guitar players just got jealous and everyone's decided to make one now so i'm seeing a lot of these really small form uh amplifiers the best one uh i don't want to you know throw anyone under the bus they all sound fantastic one i really really liked was uh in terms of one that wasn't i I don't know if it was two i don't think it was i think it it was bjorn yule's new one for one control have you seen that thing? Oh yeah, that thing I've was, seen it. 
didn't try it yet. It has reverb and tremolo in it, and that's maybe that's why I like it so much because <laughs> I like reverb and tremolo. Uh, yes, you do. But it's really small, and it sound and and the, the thing is, it doesn't sound uh, like a new amp. It sounds like an old like suitcase silver tone. Like it has that oh. gritty like you know like flabby. It, it's nice because usually when I play like a two hundred watt amp. There's, they're, they're very pristine. You have fantastic low end response. They have, you know, this clarity and everything. But this one, it actually just sounded like an amp. You know what I mean? Like just a, and it's, it was 65 watts. It was really small. Um, it, it's still a prototype, even. I think he was, um, he had it going through an uh, Alessandro 112 cap. I thought that sounded really, really, it was so fun uh, because it was, uh, I, I, you, we talk about it all the time. The first thing I always look at when I go to these guitar shows is the amps. I love amps. Mm-hmm. So that one, was uh, one amp that was like, oh man, this sounds really, really. Uh, the other thing I'm noticing is it's all about IRs and you know reactive lows. Everyone doesn't want to record with amps anymore. Maybe that kind of coincides with the small amp thing. Mm, the Kemper and fractals just gotten so big, you know. Uh, you know how you know not too long after that, Line Six has a Helix, and then all of a sudden Boss has that GT1000, which is uh, actually that was the pedal I was using at the Roland booth with the band. I was showing off how you can use it in different ways and stuff. By showing off, I mean I was just playing music for 20 minutes, 30 minutes or whatever on the set was. But uh, I noticed that more there's more and more tools about getting your digital amp to, to, to use, to, to record with it or to perform with it. So I'm seeing a lot. It's more utilitarian things like um, the, the boss has this new reactive load box that so, thing right? was insane. That's awesome. I thought that that was the coolest one because it has, you know, all reactive load boxes are for tw- uh, modeling 412 cab um, reactive loads. Every single one, like the Sure one uh, and, and all of that. But the actual, like, um, the, the boss one, you could have a 112 cab or a 212 cab and you could tune the reactive load. I thought that was awesome. It was awesome. And then you could put your IRs in it. Oh, come on. What are you doing? It's awesome. Uh, well, and I liked that it was like, it was also like if you, so it was the reactive load, right? That's very important. But what I really liked about it is in live applications, like you could run like two different cabs, yes. like legitimately mm-hmm, two mm-hmm. different cabs because it's like a 150 watt power amp, class AB power amp, yeah. I think as well. Yeah. It, so it's, it's everything. It's, 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 oh, they called it what they call it. Their tube amp expander is what they called it. The was And I thought that was one of the coolest things that I saw at NAMM. Um, cause it can make your big amp quieter if you need it to be, yep. or your little amp louder. Like if you have a little amp that you really like, but you can't gig with it cause it's too quiet. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. Yeah. I think what was a bad cat had a thing called the unleashed back in the day, which they always said they were going to release and they kind of did, but they didn't. And it was really hard to get. And it did kind of the same thing. There's another thing called the ultimate attenuator. I think that did something kind of like that, or you could get a modded to do it, but they didn't have the IR loader in it too. And the functionality right. of that boss thing. I, I thought, you know, it's not as pretty as the Oxbox, you know, because the Oxbox is a really cool looking thing. But man, if I was going to have to pick between the two, I think I'd actually go for the boss one. I, I think I would too, just because of the, the functions that it can, it's just so versatile. The Oxbox is great too, and it clearly sounds amazing. But I think this, this boss rolling one is the new kind of gold standard. Oh. You know, before that, for me, it was the, uh, the well, and this is a company I kind of wanted to talk about actually, but the uh, the Fryette uh, oh, power station. Oh my gosh, I remember those. Yeah, man, <laughs> those things are awesome. Those are cool. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah, <laughs> I they, forgot they about sound, those. 
Yeah, they sound really good. Like I in was last year's Nam. Uh, they showed me they plugged their hundred watt head into it and showed me like, I mean, it was it was perfect for that application. I think it's a little cheaper than the boss. So if like that's all you need, that would still probably get my vote. Mm-hmm. But the uh, but it doesn't the boss it, it doesn't do the, it doesn't do the IRs though, right? No, it doesn't. It doesn't do, that's no, it just doesn't. that's just like a stage kind of kind of attenuator booster thingy, right? If I remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's an attenuator or a booster. But again, see that, but it, that it's still awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, the onboard effects with the boss, like people need to look at that onboard thing. Effect. It can do cool. so many cool. things. And then again, going with that whole thing, you know, mission engineering has this new thing that turns your, you know, F I would call it uh full range speaker into a guitar cab. You know, they, so, you know, so that way you can use your, you know, your boxes with it. And then you uh, two two notes has a new mini IR pedal, and then you know uh, what other companies have? It, it's every it's everything is just about IRs now. Everything is about load. Oh, sure, sure, re, they sure just uh, you know updated the reactive load. I don't know if this was this year, but they updated the reactive load so now that you could actually put your IRs in it as well. So it's both an IR oh, box and an IR loader, a reactive load box, right, and an IR loader. So it's. That really, I could you could see with that mixed with the mini amps, and then you know you have the other thing, which is I think another thing that I'm sure you wanted to talk about, which is the the Benson uh, Chase Bliss preamp well box, of course, just so cool. <laughs> but it, I uh, yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun. But you can, oh man, things are changing, man. The, it, things are changing in a big way. Back in the day, transistors were you know. In the 90s and or 2000s, man, transistor amps were the lamest thing ever. But now it's all about, that's the whole world now. Now that they have this digital technology that can kind of feel like a real thing. Man, I'm telling you, it's, things are changing. Things are changing a lot. I think so. I, I, uh, and, you know, it's, it, I feel a little bit bad in some ways because, like, you know, I'm the gear, I'm a gear nerd. I'm supposed to be, like, really excited about, uh, like, all the latest stuff, mm-hmm. but because I'm like kind of a curmudgeon and <laughs> I don't necessarily have to, ha- I don't have to record in the box. Yeah. I can record, you know, at volume. Mm-hmm. I know that's not what most people can do, but like for me, like I, the helix, like I can't get excited about it at all. <laughs> you can't get it. I just don't care. That's not your, that's not your bag, man. <laughs> no, I get it. Like I, if I was touring, I've said this a lot. If I was touring, I would I would probably have something like that. Yeah. Or the GT one thousand or whatever. I but for me in being and I have to I, I do understand that I am I am an outlier. Like I'm just sitting here surrounded by, you know, gear and nonsense. Like no wonder I'm not interested in it. I got too many other shiny objects to pay attention oh, forget to. Forget about it. So I, I know like I, it's a great tool and they did an amazing job with those those modelers, but Man, I I just can't be bothered with some. And I think that's what those mini amps are for, right? It's for the outliers that don't that that are getting older. They have a bad back, or there's you know they have these. Uh, the trend started kind of a little while ago when everyone was making 15 watt amps when they realized 40 watt amps was too loud. So everyone started mm-hmm. do, reissuing the Marshall 18 waters, and you know the deluxe reverb became popular where it used to be everyone wanted a twin, you know. Uh, but right. now it's five waters. Everyone's trying to get five. Water. <laughs> They're running getting like uh, well, Morgan 
was showing his new uh, prototype for a five water amp. And I'll tell you, that's right. It it's awesome. It sounded so good because the problem with five water amps is they always sound like a five water amp. You know, you can get a a champ and put it through a one twelve cab, but it still sounds the the low end's not there. You know, and it it has this it just smell sounds small. But yeah. you know, now that builders are building these five waters, not from the idea of oh, we need a you know a, a cheaper smaller version for the practicing guy it's like no we want a professional sounding amp but for someone that is doing musical theater and doesn't want to use a helix you know let's make a five totally. watt amp for them and uh or or we need an amp that we can use with our ir loader and since we don't need a 100 watt with a you know with a with a reactive load we just make it five watts so the guy could easy carry it to his gig so it's it, it's there's a blend too there's all kinds of ways to go around this idea of um, the traveling musician, the musician with a lighter wig, the musician with uh, that needs to get multiple sounds in a gig, right? But well, you have a lot of experience with that. Yeah. So, like, if you, if, you know, if you're going out on tour, like, what do you, what are you going to pack? <laughs> oh with you? wow, you got me in trouble. Uh, I have a lot of different rigs. I have a lot of different rigs, and it really depends on what uh, I'm going for. So when I was, um, like, when I say when I'm doing like the like uh, pop. I'm in a pop band and, and mm-hmm. I don't matter. I'm not important. I'm just part of a bigger picture. People are looking at the, the pretty girls with the costumes. They're not looking at right. the, you know, the guitar player. <laughs> they don't even know. Most of the people in the audience don't even know what a guitar sounds like. You know, because I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no guitar solos in like pop songs anymore. You know what I mean? But right. you know, uh, it, it, when I'm doing something like that and I realize what my role is, then uh, I, I do use like a, when I was, in, I, I'll use some like a, a fractal AX8, you know, those, those sound really, really good for what they are. It's quite, quite lovely actually. Um, especially when I was doing the, um, I was doing a, a tour of China and, uh, we were doing all the different, you know, really big plate rooms. Um, like we were doing like a, the, the, what called the 18,000 seat arenas, 15,000 seat arenas and stuff like that. And the thing that sucks is I have, I used to have a list of all the amps that I want. I want this amp, I want this amp. And if there's not this amp, I want this amp. And when you go to the thing, I have to show up early with, with when the drummer shows up, you know, <laughs> and then I have to go right. there and I have to go. <laughs> and, and some, you know, sometimes the amp has a crappy speaker. Sometimes the amp is all beaten up and, or, or it's like the knobs don't work or it's like they, the number one thing is sometimes I'll order like, oh, I want a, I want a hot rod deluxe and they get me, oh no, sorry. I want a Fender deluxe reverb and they always give me a hot rod deluxe. And I don't like, uh. I, I, I'm not, you know, it's a lovely amp, but it's not the amp for me right and so i it, there's always a running joke amongst my friends about oh man is there gonna be a hot rod deluxe at this gig you know because i always ask mm-hmm. for the deluxe reverb so uh it just kind of came as a pain dealing with oh these this amp is microphonic this amp has bad tube this amp has the reverb doesn't work on this amp you know so when i started bringing that small box i just show up when the uh you know when, when the singers show up and <laughs> it makes my life a lot easier uh that being said um you know when when I know it's I'm a guitar player and it's a guitar player thing and, and people are coming to see guitar, you know, then I bring out the big guns and I bring out all the nice Ooh. stuff, you know, all the good stuff. Um, I have a, a separate, you know, I have, I, uh, for, if I'm, if it's just like a power trio, um, if it's a power trio, then it's like, that's the one you want to see me in because usually when I play with like a five or a, a horn section or something like that, I'm playing with a big band like that. It's a simpler setup. You know, I'll have a, a smaller amp and, you know, a, a, a very well thought out pedal board. But uh, when it's, when it's the, you know, it's a trio, then it's all me, right? So yeah, I'll have like the big Benson 212 on there and, 
and, yeah. you know, and, and the, the, the extension to the pedal board and oh yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a thing. So yeah, it, it really comes down in the end of the day. It, it, I really do say, especially when you're looking at all this stuff in NAM, it's easy. Some people talk about, you know, the labor, oh man, this is the worst thing to happen and blah, 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 blah. But actually nothing is wrong with having more options, nothing. And there's a, there's a tool for every problem because you know what uh, you know in the end of the day nothing is going to beat the of being in a room with a cranked amp there's nothing you, just from a tactile point i used to do things where i'd, I'd, I'd ask you know, if i was using in-ears i'd get a monitor and put it on the floor and then turn all the treble off and just feel the vibrations on the floor to kind of fake the feeling of an amp but mm -hmm. nothing really beats that there, you can't beat that but that that being said if i'm on the go and i'm recording out out of a you know out of a, a bad studio you know, I'm going to get a way better sound out of plugging my amp into a reactive load box going into an IR than I'll get, you know, uh, you know, uh, miking it with a, with a really, like I get a, you get a U87, which is a great mic, but you put the U87 in a crappy room. It's not going to sound as good as actually faking it. So it, there's a tool for every single thing, you know what I mean? So, and I think that because you're seeing all of these different options to solve the same problem we've been seeing at NAM this year. And in the past, you're seeing the trend getting bigger and bigger every year. I think it's actually really, really good. And I actually, I do say, all guitar players, don't turn your back, you know, to the change, and and also don't, you know, forget about the past too, because there's good things to be had from both ways. Get them all. <laughs> it's all good stuff. Yeah, get them get all. Them get all. it everything. Yeah, like it's the, the 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 days of like the Red Bean Line Six modelers. It's over, man. There's some good stuff. But that being said, I'm an amp guy, so I, I still do tend to find myself go towards the real thing you yeah know, to backtrack a little yep. bit on that same kind of train i know that you're you're just as big of a, a benson fan as yes, i am yes i love benson he's a great guy um the man and the amps are great yes he is um we meet uh my friend keith mainly but i was there kind of tagging along um he helped uh well he didn't help he did the video for the new benson that just came out the five water, which ties back into what you were saying. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we went to a studio in in Portland and filmed Nathan Jr., who's a local session player, and like uh, he's got it, and he's been doing all of the playing in the Benson demos. And so Chris made him a signature, and it's a five water uh, with reverb, Dynamite. and it's kind of like what you were talking <laughs> about. It sounds huge. It sounds enormous. Yeah, it's great. Well, your video sounds pretty huge, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean, oh well, yeah, for a one watt amp, it's pretty like, huge itself too. Yeah, he's he's good at making well, he's good at making everything sound good. But he's really good at making big amps or small amps sound bigger than they yes. are. I think we talk about this all the time. The first time I met Chris Benson was at uh, the Portland when we first met in Portland, and uh, he was, was at Tacoma. At Tacoma. Tacoma, oh yeah, that's right, Tacoma. And mm -hmm. yeah, the reason why I I the reason what got me to get one of the amps in my room was because. We were in this huge room with all these 100 watt shred amp monster stacks, and his 15 watt amp was the loudest thing in the room. So, mm -hmm. and by loudest, like, I mean it's yeah. the one that cut through. It's the one that made itself be known. You know. Yes. And that and that's it, the one you want to go for. Yes. Yeah. I I I agree. Sometimes I I've been playing the Vincent for so long, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is a 30 water, and and I I pretty much play that thing every day. Well, uh, Chris had some tweaks he wanted to make to it. So it's up, it's up there at his shop right now. And I, so I've been plugging back into my Monarch and I'm like, oh yeah, no, this amp is amazing too. 
I just I just have been ignoring it for a little while in favor of the Vincent, which is kind of dumb of me. Um, but uh, <laughs> that 15 watt Monarch is. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. My, my, my favorite Benson sound actually is uh, if you get the, the bigger one, the 30 water, the, the Chimera or Chimera or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, you take out two of the tubes in there. I like the two outer tubes or the two inner tubes. And then you just change, you know, you plug your cabin to the other impedance in input because it's, you know, it's the impedance changes when you do that. Uh, that's an awesome sound because it's, it sounds like, um, it, 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 it's like a 15 watt. It's pretty much, a, it turns itself to a monarch only it's a monarch with this way more powerful power amp or, uh, like, uh, transformer, transformer power or transformer or, or yeah. Yeah, sorry, not power transformer. What's the transformer? Output transformer. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it just sounds tighter and just, Ooh, like, mm, man, like, I've never tried ooh, that before. It's mean. It, I love that sound. I, I think if I was going to have him build me uh, another amp, it'd be like some kind of uh flip top ampeg style amp. And then it's going to be mm -hmm. like a, it's going to be like a, a, a 15 water with the big, you know, output transformer and uh, the, the bass treble knob. So it'll be like, ah. so it's going to be kind of the same thing, but I think that's what I'd have them do. The thing that's, that just sounds too cool. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, you know, I'd say like what I would have him do, what I would have him do is make the Vincent. Cause that's what we, yeah, did. that's what you did. So. <laughs> <laughs> you did your, you did your collaboration already. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it was all him, but it was like, we were, we were just talking on the phone one day and it was like, I was like, man, the best sound in the world is when you put a Vinny into the front of a Monarch. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, you should make an amp like that where the Vinny's just part of it. It's like two amps in one. And like, that's the overdrive sound is just a, a fully driven Vinny into the, into the clean section. And so that's, that's where the Vincent came from after we kind of batted it back and forth for a little bit. And I strong armed him into putting an effects loop in it. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. Oh, you must have really strong him to put in that thing. And he hates those, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's not, he's not a fan. He said they make everything sound like the eighties. Yeah. It, I guess it, it, there's, there's truth to that. You know, having the, this one's all a, the clean crystal different. effects right after that dirty preamp. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of a yeah. sound to that. Yeah. There's, I think the, the, um, I think the, the reason he gave in was because it's, it's an effects loop, but it's, it's in between the, it's oh yeah, it's between the the, yeah. the 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 Vinny and the uh, the thing. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait. But, so he's talking about eighties. Did he just make an app with like that was like a rolling jazz chorus with like a built-in chorus and everything? Well, he's been <laughs> working he on that? that Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Adams, Adams thing. So there you go. I bet you there you go. Eighties. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I mean, what since when is sounding like the eighties a bad thing? Yeah, what are you talking I think about? Sounding like the eighties. Actually, you know that makes me think of actually my favorite. New pedal company that I, I noticed in them had oh oh yeah I know right it, it actually they approached me uh, a while back to do a couple demos on uh, some pedals they were working on and so I did their two latest pedals which are great and then I f I went down to their booth to say hi and you know just finally meet them in person and I sat down and I will say that was the most fun collection of pedals like just well just fun. Awesome, well designed. It? <laughs> it's a it's a company from Greece. They're called uh, Crazy Tube Circuits. Have you ever heard of these? Oh guys? yeah, I, I have heard of. These I've guys. never heard yeah. of. They were out of my. They're out of my world, right? And I, uh, yeah, I, I, I they they sent me this uh, uh, this pedal called the Falcon, which was really great. It, it, it's just kind of like their tweed. It's like a tweed deluxe in a, in a amp right, in a box kind of thing. And then they sent me this other thing called the Limelight, which I thought was an outstanding 
fuzz. I'm very, very picky with fuzzes, and I thought that was an outstanding fuzz. So I, I was really excited to meet them. And I went to their booth, and they had just had the cool, like it was a really fun and a very creative and goofy. And it wasn't, um, and it, it was it was nice in a way that um, is different than some of the other companies. You know, like they have, uh, like they they have this one box that it's literally it's a big pedal, but it's a it's it's a, a, a what do you call it a three spring reverb with with a oh. built in tremolo. Okay, and it's and it it's powered by your pedal board nine volt. It's it's a real like a real spring reverb. Yeah, and it's you Whoa. just plug your nine volt in there, and I just I, I plugged into it, and I was like, oh my god, this is the coolest thing ever, and it sounded so because I I am I don't like using uh, spring reverb pedals because they don't sometimes sound as good as it they do in my head. Right? When I in my head, spring reverb uh, sounds like something. When I get a pedal version of it, it's not quite that sound that is the sound that's it sounded so good i i don't know what what it is or how like i don't even know how much the the springs have to do with what's going on i don't know what's going on there i just know that it sounded really darn good it blew my mind I actually thought it was fantastic and it's like yeah that's really cool and you could ha- it has an ex- you could actually plug an external reverb on off and tremolo on off switch to it so you could actually just have it on top of your amp and just treat it like an old school reverb tremolo unit kind of thing i thought it was a cool pedal that was cool that is cool. And then I, that's cool. I'm gonna have to check right? that out. And then they have this other pedal that they just came out with. Um, just like I just their line. You should, I actually, because I I don't know about them. And then when I looked at them, they had like two full pedal boards full of pedals, and they were all really really neat. Um, one was a uh, their new one, which is a programmable thing. It's like '80s in a box. It's like has a chorus and like the digital delay. And uh, what was the, the third thing it had? It had another thing. And I just remember it sounded so 80s. And you could actually go out direct, just like, you know, the 80s where they just plug direct to the console. You could do that with it. And it has like voicings and tweakings. For it. But it actually did sound like a police album. It was like the most like <laughs> 80s speaking. That's what I was thinking about. It was like speaking of 80s town, tones. I couldn't stop playing the chorus on that thing. It was just so fun it, it, and it was like that wonderful pristine there was there's a thing about 80s clean tone that is so uh what <laughs> it's it's a sound man and it, it was yeah it's, it's very <laughs> yeah. it's very specific right, I, I, I forgot what's that third and you could program it and do there's a lot of really cool there's a speaker simulator and there's a so you, you do a lot of cool things you can do with it. you could use it like as an outboard piece of gear for a different pedal like for a bass or you can do it with anything but i thought that sounded awesome and then they have this uh, um, uh, delay unit, and it has multiple heads. But the way it works is each head has its own volume knob. So oh. you could actually come up with some really cool sounding delays. And, you, and it's stereo. You could stereo it too. So it's like it's set up like an old tape machine with multiple heads. But instead of just choosing which heads are on or off, you could actually choose how loud each head is and what combination, you know, in, in what combination you want. You could come up with some crazy, crazy fun sounds with that thing. And it's all, there's knobs, there's no menus, it's just knobs. So you could just go get sounds quick. And oh, it was, that was another just dynamite pedal. And they make this other pedal (laughs) called, that was like, it was an envelope filter. It was actually very similar to another pedal I did, a video called The Foos. But it was like an envelope filter with a vintage style octave fuzz. So, and oh. you mix them together and it sounds like a synthesizer like a like a like a really lo-fi glitchy synthesizer and that was a really fun pedal to play 
So you can tell that there's some really fun, creative things. Of course, they have, you know, a couple cool, the overdrives are voiced very well. Um, the clean booster voice very, very well. But I, I just, I like, I like the layout and I like the, the way they approach the pedals. And I'm not paid by them to say any of this, by the way. This is just me walking around and going, I, I, I got to meet these people. They were really, really awesome to deal with and they're wonderful people. I just want to see what's at their booth. And I went there and I spent way more time there than I should have. I just ended up, I just, I had to play every single one of their pedals. I just, I couldn't stop. I was just going like one after the other. So that was my, Find that that was uh, the things that the memory of companies that that stuck out stood out for me. Crazy tubes are good. Very cool from Greece. I gotta check that out. That yeah. delay sounds so. Oh, my dude, it's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun, and it's goofy, and it's and it's you know because you know a lot of the the pedals I'm seeing right now are a lot of ambient kind of pedals and and you know like, uh, very very ethereal kind of things. You know. Um, but me, I, I kind of like that old school, you know, kind of, you know, kind of sound. And they, they, I think I seem to have a very similar outlook on what I like tonal than they do. We kind of match. So I, I like that company. That, that's really cool. That's that's really neat. I'm going to have to do some digging. I've, I've definitely seen them around before, but I never did uh, explore as deep as I should have. Apparently, I'm really behind the curve. Yeah. Well, go on. Why is anybody even listening to me right now? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about. Uh, hey, you know what? If you if this podcast uh, inspires you to pick up one of their pedals, I want you to make sure that you tell them that Jay sent because I want them to know that how much I like what they're doing. I think they're doing great stuff. Yes, that'd be great. Um, let's see. There was something I wanted to ask you about. And I don't remember. Oh yeah. Did you happen to see the, uh, poly effects booth? No, I didn't. I, you know what? I was, I, I hung out with the poly effects guy, um, and his impeccable fashion sense. Oh, totally. <laughs> wow. Man, the only best dress. Like, Ascot with like the flower, like blouse shirt with like the velvet blazer with like the red pants and like the, the, the he was, he was just in the zone that he was. He was cool. He was like a modern day was, Austin yeah. Powers. You know, but you even the coolest part. His name's Logan. Yeah, forget. <laughs> like this, this guy was designed to win life. You know what I mean? He was, but I, exactly. I was. I, I met. I was. I spent a lot of time hanging out with him and talking to him at Nam. But I didn't get a chance to go to or, or not Nam the, at that pedal stomp box party. But I just oh, yeah, did yeah. not have a chance to go and say uh, hi in per, uh, like at his booth. And I actually really regret it. I really wanted to check that thing out. What did you think? Uh, well, it's kind of mind blowing. So I didn't get a chance to dive into his MIDI controller. Um, uh, sort of somebody messing with it while I was there. So he showed me the pedals and the pedals are crazy. I talked about this. I don't remember where I talked about this. May oh, maybe I talked about it a little bit on the Chasing Tone podcast. I can't remember. So if this is the second time you're hearing me talk about it, I'm sorry. But uh, it had he had like an analog one and a digital one. Mm -hmm. The analog one was like a boost drive thing, but the way you could route things, it had they both had four ins and four outs, uh, like, and it was all touchscreen. Yes, like so you could digitally control all these different parameters on this drive boost preamp fuzz thing. Like it could do all of the sounds, and that you could route them in all these crazy ways, uh, you know, in parallel, or you could run, you know, the dirt you know, processed out one side to clean out of a different side. Like it was just crazy. And then the, you hop over to the digital one, same interface, but it controls digital effects like reverb and delays and, and modulations. And yeah, like I said, 
all touch screen, all super, super advanced stuff. And I, I, it would definitely be one you'd have to dive into, but I think it has, they have possibilities in there that probably have never been able to be, to be done before. It's pretty amazing. They're really insane. And it, it's, it's a, it's a cool way of approaching everything. You know what I mean? It just, it's just neat. <laughs> like if you showed up, totally. you showed up at the gig with some of that stuff, man, blow people's minds right off. Yeah, they'd be like, he had these touchscreen boxes. What is he doing? What is that? Pressure-sensitive mini controller, like all these crazy things. Yeah. Just, but it's a uh, interesting stuff he's doing over there for sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's incredible, incredible stuff. It's just so there's so much creative stuff now that now that like the everyday guitar player is embracing digital stuff. Things are just like the doors finally just completely wide you know back in the 90s if you said you were gonna you were gonna have a a you know your the, the heartbeat of your amp or your your gear is gonna be like this digital delay strymon thing or like you know you're basing basing your rig off something like an h9 or like you know or, or having the shimmer reverbs these digital people would like what are you talking what are you doing man you, 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 it's garbage but now people realize there's actually a lot of really cool stuff you can do with the digital technology mixed with your with your analog stuff and and it just it just opens up the whole world man opens up the whole world and things are chase bliss you know what i mean like stuff like that you know it's just it's change it's the whole landscape's changing it's a wonderful wonderful time to uh, be a guitar nerd oh man yeah the stuff we get to mess with and see or you know it's it's awesome because my favorite thing to do is to find new sounds and there's never been a better time now, to find new sounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, like the 90s, it was all about um, getting the old sounds because you couldn't get the old sounds easy. Here's here is a, t a tone bender. You know, you can't get a tone bender, so I'll make a tone bender. This is this is mm -hmm. this is a tube screamer made with better parts. This is a you know uh, a Proco Rat you know made with you know better parts. Or this is a tweaked uh, fuzz face this is a tweaked box wah, wah you know so we had you know you know about 15 years of just better you know more refined versions of the pedals that we could probably never play in our lives because they're rare or pedals that are too expensive to buy or pedals that you know maybe weren't well as well made you know like old there's old muffs that would just fall apart now we have all the whole world now that that I think that every every company's already made their tube scraper. Every company's made their big muff. Every company's made their, you know, memory man style. So now people are just going, okay, let's now let's just explore. Let's go. Let now let's go take it to a different place. So we've pretty much just gone full circle back to the eighties, <laughs> <laughs> which which is just fine. yeah, which is fine, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but literally, we have. <laughs> In a lot of ways, yeah, because like, um, you know, I remember, you know, well, I don't remember. I was just barely born. But back in those days, people were like, oh, synth is going to kill the guitar. And um, in a lot of ways, that was seemingly true at the time. But then, you know, Nirvana happened and guitar came back. And um, I think now, though, people are looking for they, they just like. There's so many tube screamers, right? Yeah. Do we do we need another tube screamer? I don't know. Probably not. I think we've probably got them got them covered. <laughs> we got we, we got it. Like, we got it. We figured it out. <laughs> yeah, we we got it. We've established we this it. one. We have boosted wait, the wait, wait, wait. for we, all we can. Do we have one that is true bypass and has maybe more bass? We have one of those. I think we, we might they, be able to come. We up got with we got they got that covered. Okay, yeah, I think they got everything now. Then okay, yeah. 
Yes. Oh. Yeah. And the, well, and they also they make one. You know, I think we can get a three band EQ for yeah. you if <laughs> you, you know, need. You can get an eight band EQ if you want. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, well, it's just true. But, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like you know, after all this, and now we're going back into the digital technology. Now we're going into transistor amps again. Now we're going to you know uh, <laughs> all of this. We're, we yeah, it's the eighties again. Congratulations, we did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, we've done it. We should have just stayed in 1987. Would have been fine. Some good stuff. It's just like the 80s, only just with. It's like the 80s, the way the 80s kind of wanted the 80s to be. <laughs> How many times did I say 80s? Ah. You know what I mean? Because because you know 80s was the, yes. was the early days of computers and the early days of stuff, and it was really expensive. Like to get like a you know one of those like old school um, reverb units for your studio. Those things were expensive, man. Like like. Now anyone can get it. Now anyone can do it. Now anyone can make it. So it's pretty much you have, you know, just more, the technology is better. It's more accessible to people. It's cheaper. It's, 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 yeah, it's what the eighties, the cool stuff about the eighties is really coming, coming back now. And it's it's really great. It's interesting that you brought up the, some of that rack gear from the eighties. This is this episode brought to you by the eighties. Um, yeah, uh, the I was talking to somebody the other day. Who was it? I don't remember who it was. I f- I'm sorry if I can't remember. It might have been at Nam. I don't remember. Um, might have been on the show. Oh well, uh, my brain's not working. But we were talking about something uh, that, like, well, I don't shouldn't say too much. But Ooh. they were t- we were talking about a certain piece of rat gear that I own that we were studying very intensely for an upcoming project, mm-hmm. and. Um, and then he brought up like, well, yeah, there's so many of that old eighties rat gear that has wild sounds in it Mm -hmm. that we've kind of forgotten about and they're available pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, kind of got me down this, this somewhat of a rabbit hole thinking about all these vintage rat gear. Are you going to buy a rack? You can get a little refrigerator system. I mean, I don't know why not. Like one of those old cork tuners that take up like a whole row. So you see that little bouncing needle going back and forth when you're tuning your guitar. Of yeah, course. Man. That just makes all kinds of sense. Of course, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> How much ring modulator is too much ring modulator for my tone? Like, mm, do I need a no dry blend for my ring modulator? Yeah, there's no such thing as too there's much no, ring mod. Yeah. You got to have all of the ring. See, there was no, and there was no dry knob back then. You would actually have to get a whole separate unit and bus everything, right? <laughs> you know? Yes. You'd have your brain <laughs> and then bus out <laughs> to your like delays and like. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. We're going to build. You no, know we should do. Let's build what? a rack, like the best sounding rack we can make the greatest tones. Let's do it. Let's okay. do it. Let's, let's, and we're going to, we're going to buy an old refrigerator and convert the refrigerator to hold all our rack gear. I love this. Idea. And the more I don't ostentatious, see how we can lose. <laughs> the more awesome and bonus points. If you could fit your, you know, like we could implement the head. You know, of our amplifier into this rack. Mm. We can implement we a react, you know, we can, and then we'll have like, and the more overkill it is, like we'll have a reactive load box and then we'll have like one of those two note things just in case, you know what I mean? We'll have all kinds of, yes. it'll be ridiculous. Actually, then again, you go to yeah. any touring act, everything they do is in rack here, you know? That's what I was going to say. Gotta, like, it, it's not that, it's not that weird. I just think like, we don't we use don't, it anymore. Yeah. We buy, we but, buy Kempers, right? To, that's kind of what they do instead, right? Yeah, they they're like, well, we don't have to do, that. Have to do that. One of the one of the craziest things I've seen lately. This is sort of, I guess, it's not really related to Nam, but um, 
you know, I I've talked about before. I'm a big Jason Isbell fan. Mm-hmm. And I, he posted his rig the other day that, and it's, he has so much gear. He had all of the chase bliss pedals. He had like, you know, a clone and like it, all in this, like you say, this crazy rack setup. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, wow, like, I mean, I never would have imagined he was that big of enough. I knew he was a gear nerd, but I didn't know, you know, listen to his music. It doesn't sound like somebody who would have that many pedals, but I was totally wrong. Mm. Apparently it's crazy. really crazy. No, I, I always try to pride myself in trying to get the most amount of sound sounds with the, the most basic pedal board. So like, I, I find there's an art to that, you know, like you have, I want my board to be this big. But I want to be able to have all the sounds I need for this. Maybe that's why I have so many different rigs, depending on the show, just because I need, you know, certain gigs need certain sounds, certain gigs don't. And I don't want to take up extra space. I'd rather just have, be able to walk in my room, you know, go up and down my thing. Oh, this is the, yeah, this is the rack. I, this is the pedal board I need for, for this gig. And oh, this is the pedal board. As opposed to like constantly, you know, uh, having one giant board or like having, uh, you know, uh, too many, you know, too like uh, relying completely on my whole rig being digital or anything like that. I just like being able to pick and choose. But there, I think there is an art to, to having everything really compact, and there's less chance of things going wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I think that that there is it. Well, it's it's a convenience factor, but then it's also it's kind of fun. Like I, I, it's like, how many pedals can I fit on this little thing? What, like, it's like a challenge. What's the oldest pedal on your board right now? Like not, not oldest is in age, but the longest you've had it. Hmm. Well, I'm guilty of something. Okay. okay. And that is, I still don't haven't made a pedal board. Still, still, <laughs> still haven't made a, <laughs> pedal, made a board. pedal board. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, good. So, cool. Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's actually sitting over there on the floor looking at me very dejectedly and wondering why I don't love it anymore. You know, you need um, to make a friend at a pedal board company. Have them send you like four or five pedal boards and you just make five like awesome, like, you know, and then have that little spot for like your pedal of the week, pedal of the day, you know, swapping in and out. Yeah. I, I just, uh, you don't yeah, need it. Don't, That's I, right. I forgot. I, I well, no, I do. I do need it actually. Cause you know, we're, we're gearing up to move my buddy's uh, my buddy's drums over here, yeah. And we're gonna turn this uh, shred shed in from into a an actual practice mm-hmm. space as it was kind of intended to be. So um, I do need to get something set up so that I'm not scrambling uh, to throw a bunch of stuff on the floor every time we want to practice. I can just plug in and and rip. like when you have a gig, what do you do? Do you like throw everything in your backpack and just run out and put it together? Oh, I don't, I don't gig. Oh. Jay. I, I, <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> You're never too old to gig, dude. Keith Richards is still gigging, man. Forget about it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, this is true. This is true. Um, I uh, no, I've never, I've never. I mean, I've played live, you know, a few times here and there, but I've, I've said this before. Like, I never really gigged. I never really. I mean, I kind of wanted to for a little bit, and then you know, after talking to some more musicians, it was like. That doesn't actually sound very fun. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's I'm a, I'm a, like a, I'm like a thing. recording. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm a, I'm a studio. Yeah. Guy. You're stu- you really know, enjoy some people playing. are like, that. Yeah. In, in, I get that. Yeah. I, get that. I don't know. I know. I love but you clearly are the, opposite. I love, I love playing live. That is the best in the world. It's so funny when you're, when you're in the studio, it's about perfection. 
And when you're live, it's not. It's about chaos. And what sounds the yeah. best live concerts are the ones that sound the worst in the recording when you're driving home. Like if you record a concert, like if you go home and you play back the playback the concert and it's, everything sounds amazing, like really good. I feel like it wasn't that good of a concert. It's like with the <laughs> there's a, there's something <laughs> about the the chaos and I like it. You know, oh my god, my cable's not working anymore. Oh my god, I broke a string. Oh my god, like this is happening. Oh, uh, yeah, like uh, when you went and saw me at the Harmony booth, right? I had this one panel. I just didn't even know, like it just it wasn't working right. <laughs> it just start, started oscillating <laughs> all over the place. Oh, okay, let's figure that. Like it's like. Pull it, pu- putting out fires. I, it's, it's the best feeling. It's, it's, it's. I, I, I feel more alive than anywhere. But you're when I'm playing live. But you're like, but you're a different. You're a different cut of. You have a, you have a different way of life than I do. Like I'm like, I'm like, yeah. I just gotta take it easy. <laughs> Things, you know. It'll be. And Jay's like, yeah, woo, let's go. It's like it's a totally. Uh, I'm just like, you know, we're just gonna, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll be mellow. But Jay's, Jay's, I don't know. You're so hyper excited about it. Everything it's, it's actually, I talked about this with, with, I think with Wampler, it's like, it's kind of, it's like infectious. It's like, I want to be around Jay. I want to hang out with Jay because he's so stoked. Like there must be awesome things going on because he is so stoked about (laughs) it. (laughs) Well, because it's fun, you know, it's so fun when, when you get to, when you get to share music with people, I, I, I get, I get an enjoyment. At least some people, maybe everyone's in music for different reasons. You know, people love music for different reasons or it brings out different things. And the thing I always loved about music is the community aspect of it. The, 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 the getting all these people from different political thoughts and, you know, ideals and whatever races and whatever, whatever it's just people and they are into something and they're like in the moment, in this one moment, they're all kind of, uh, united in something so silly because if an alien was looking at us it's literally a guy looking at a bunch of people making a horrible noise and people like smiling and like high-fiving and you know <laughs> and, like it must look like absolute <laughs> idiot it, like, it looks crazy it, like but you know being able to make it to being able to have to create that an energy like that and, and be the people responsible for that that is just what life for me is completely completely about you know what i mean so it's too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder, you know, we, I've talked about this before in the context of a robot takeover, yeah. but I suppose aliens would be kind of the same thing. Like, do you think the aliens would be like so evolved or, or the, or the advanced robots, whatever the case may be, would they be so, you know, evolved past human, human, that art wouldn't make any sense. Or do you think they would still understand? I, you know what? It's, it's hard to, I'll ask my dog and see. What, he <laughs> what, what does this painting? Does this mean anything to you? <laughs> yeah. Do you care? Yeah, I don't like, I don't know. Well, unfortunately I don't know too many other, um, you know, beings that have, that I could communicate with that, you know, have thought like at the level of a human. So it's hard for me to, uh, to figure that out. But I do know that it is something very human to like art. Art is something so human. like, think about it. Like, we, we like we, we we'll not only try to build a thing but we'll complain about oh this thing doesn't have an rc 4588b chip in it right right the dog just <laughs> right. wants the stick to work he doesn't care if the stick's made out of oak he doesn't care if the stick's made out of hickory he doesn't care if the stick's made out of you know he just wants the stick he wants to play with the stick we we could we we find art in everything we try to find art in everything we do i think that's really cool about us i don't know I like creating. That is true. 
You know, it is true. And I definitely view what the what all these builders, you know, the luthiers, the amp guys, the pedal guys, like I do view it as an art form. It's art. Even if it is technical. Oh, it's art. Like just yeah, look at their circuit boards. Just look at how they totally. how they lay out a circuit board, why they choose to put things in a certain place. It's it's a challenge. You have the limited amount of space. You don't want to create any noise. Um, and you know, uh, so you want to minimize your noise, but you know, then again, you give three people the same goal, all their circuit boards are going to look completely different. There, there's an art to everything, everything. And, and that's what, and we complain, we argue over that, you know, does it matter? Is, is rosewood really sound better than maple or does, you know, whatever we, we, you know, we pay it's because yeah, it, 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 so much goes into every little, Oh, it's lovely. Lovely. I'm overwhelming myself now. I'm getting emotional. What's going on? <laughs> there's a lot there's a lot to absorb i know here. there's a lot well, think about it like how many different ways are there to make a telecaster i was actually i played an amazing you saw that jennings guitar i was playing at nam going back oh, to dude, nam yeah that was really fun I, I, that was another thing i really enjoyed the jennings is well i'm looking at one right oh now. yeah you, there's a telly oh you got there. an old telly is that what you yeah there's a telly over there well, it was a navigator it's not a telly because <laughs> that's because fender makes that yeah, right. I did. Um, Unfortunately, I didn't get to go home with my navigator. It's coming in the mail. That navigator that I was playing at Nam, it was a little mm -hmm. tweak that needs to be done to it. The Jay Leonard tweak. Nice. The Jay Leonard tweak, and uh, he wanted to make sure it was perfect. But I actually have. Oh man, it's 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 very very. Well, all of his guitars are nice. Did you play that baritone? Yes, uh, I did. Voyager? Yes, I did. Oh I did. man. That was a beautiful guitar. You know, uh, the one, my favorite of all the guitars he makes, and it's one that I've had my eye on for how long, it's uh, the Jennings, uh, what's it called again? Uh, it's, oh gosh, it's, it's, it's the, what do you call it? The offset one he makes? The, um, I think it's the, the Voyager, Voyager Deluxe. Pretty... It's like a semi hollow. Yes. He makes Voyager Deluxe with a baked maple uh, neck, and then he has it with the gold hardware, and it's black, and it has the, the wood sides, like the natural color sides. Mm. That thing was devastatingly pretty. It was devastatingly pretty. It was it was lovely, and I think about that in my dark moments alone. That was really nice. <laughs> they're they're such nice guitars. They're too. nice people. Like they look they look great. Oh yeah, wonderful people. Yeah, him and his wife. Chad was on the show. He's great. Yeah, he actually he showed, he, he um, was he came down to the harmony show that you went to, right? He was he was there too. You um I don't think he was there for that. Oh, one. He, went, he was he probably at his booth. Oh, he probably went to a different one then because he did show up to one of the. The performance he was it was probably the boss one i missed, oh, the, boss missed the boss one, one yeah. oh that was a good one that was yeah and I, I he's like yeah like all my guys went to it and i was i was being dumb i was somewhere by the time i found out about it i it was probably over. well you know what it was i like, missed your pizza party it's over for even <sighs> yeah you I did missed. you missed the pizza party i can't believe i missed your pizza party i've done it every every time i've been there and i knew i knew where it was i knew when it was but i just got caught up in nam and by the time i looked at my watch it was way too late and i knew it, was, it had to be over and my heart was broken. oh man well i'm sorry you couldn't be there, I, I, I i'm sorry i couldn't be there like i heard you know everyone was there all my friends <laughs> oh god don't talk about it. <laughs> it was it was a pretty amazing turnout and that's what i, I heard I was it was like, really busy wasn't it? it was like 100 people that's what i heard that's the rumor that uh true? i don't think there was 100 but but no there wasn't 100 i don't think we would have fit there but there was easily 70 oh, you know some people had to come and eat and and leave you know but you know most people were there there was there was there had to have been 50 or 60 that stuck around the whole time yeah, see there's a lot of things i miss out but, on Oh, me too. There's like you can't hit everything. It's impossible. Yeah, there's this um, 
big show that they have at, at Nam down at the JT Schmitz on like the on mm-hmm. I think it's the, the uh, Friday night or whatever night it is, and it's like just heavy hitter after heavy hitter, just all the chops, all like all the schooling, all the notes, like just heavy heavy hits, and um the the my crew they always go to it. They have such a bad good time at the. You know, they cry at it. They're just amazed at the musicianship and everything. And I miss it because it's always the same day as the uh, the pedal party. And I always, oh, and the I, and I always party. go to the pedal party, the the bowling party first. I like that's the one. I, and I end up getting drunk at the bowling at the <laughs> the bowling alley. <laughs> I got blitzed with the Origin Effects guys. Let me tell you. <laughs> I oh got no! Destroyed with the Origin Effects guys. <laughs> I like them. <laughs> They're good friends. <laughs> They were really great together. Oh man, yeah, but yeah, good, time. very, very good people. Yeah, so I, I always miss that. I always feel bad because when we get back, you know, like you know, they're telling me about all the musicians. They have like a hundred thousand. Like their their whole phones are just full of videos that they just been waiting to show me of just like all these chops, you know, and just awesome stuff. Um, and then you know, I kind of sit there, but you know, I then again that I go to Nam for that stomp walk party, man. I live for that just because that's where I get to finally get everyone to talk to all the people. So it's, it's like, it's like a, I'm torn because like there's the musician in me that really wants to check out the music, but then there's the, the heart, the human in me that just wants to hang out with all these guys. I go with the heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's one that everybody looks forward yeah. to because it's just like, it is very much, you know, especially for us and for all the pedal builders, it's like, these are people we talk to like all, all year, year long, long on a very regular basis, you know, and then you finally get to see what? him. It's just so much. Who was better. that guy? It was that there's a guy that just was it you so he just ran up to you and he just hugged you and you fell on the floor and he was like hugging you. Uh, I don't think that was, I mean, right? I was I thinking of someone you. else. I, I, just, I don't remember falling on the floor at all. I was I was doing, you're pretty, doing pretty good. I remember just someone like some maybe it was my uh, maybe I wasn't maybe that just happened in my head. Maybe. <laughs> that was like a beautiful mind kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like it's an imaginary friend of mine. But I remember that happening to someone I knew. I thought it was you. Maybe it could have been like Kevin Equitz or something. I don't remember. <laughs> but oh man, I'm not sure. I don't think it was me. I didn't fall on the that's floor. A shame. I, you know, I think you did. I, I did have one of the greatest moments of my life uh, playing pool with uh, um, with the Origin guys and the call it the um, uh, Earthquaker. And we were, uh, so we were, we were playing pool and I had the best run of, I'm a, I'm the world's worst pool player, like actually legitimately mm-hmm. the worst pool player. I try to, you know, like, I don't even know what end to hit the ball with, but somehow I cleaned <laughs> the table. I like cleaned it. Like, I like, I cleaned it like a guy eating a steak dinner. You know what I'm talking about? Like it was just the most. Oh man, like all gone. <laughs> like everything, but not too many people were there to see it. So I'll always just forever exist in my memory. And uh, I, I just bring it up right now just so that it's documented somewhere in the internet that at one point in time, I actually did awesome at pool. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Noted. Nam I'll stories. I'll put that in the show notes too. <laughs> <Hashtag> Nam stories. <laughs> one time Jay did awesome. One time Jay did awesome. Yeah, people are coming like, I wonder, you know, I want to learn about here. I want to learn. We end up talking about 80s rack mount stuff and we end up talking about <laughs> You know, uh, my, my pool playing abilities at NAM. But hey, that's how our conversations go, isn't it? I know, even when they're not recorded, it just kind of <laughs> is. This, this is exactly like a normal conversation. It just, it just happens that way. Oh, okay, I, I see, I, I keep trying to steer it back to NAM. No, no, it was cool, NAM. 
uh, that I didn't get to try. But no, I could. Uh, it was the, uh, the EHX uh, mono synth pedals. That looked cool. I, know, I wanted to. Play. Didn't get to no, try it. I, but I, I, it looks awesome. It, it's exactly what I've been looking for my entire life. I'm gonna get my bass player one. I'm gonna get myself one of them. It's just happening. It's just the reality of the world that's happening. <laughs> I'm gonna get one. He's got actually. Did you try Robert Keeley synth pedal? It's oh, more yeah, like it's like it a did. slow gear kind of. You know, remember that pedal? The slow gear it was kind of like slow. Brings the sound in. Yeah, but you could get those gnarly, fuzzy waves. Yeah, yeah. That obviously a very, very different thing than what they're going for with the monosynth. But I thought that was a really fun pedal. And uh, that Wampler, Wampler came up with the most unWampler-like pedal. That <laughs> was like the most. Like so, I would have never seen yes. Wampler coming. Like I would not expect Wampler to come out. Even the way it looks, it's like what, 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 who, what Wampler, what. <laughs> I so you know I know Brian really yeah. well and we talk all the time. I didn't know that they were working on that. Like I'd tried some other prototypes. I'd played the prototype for the frustration like a long time mm -hmm. ago. Um, you know, and so like I feel like I feel like I you know we have a good a repertoire and we were you know connected. Uh, I didn't have a clue that was coming until like the week before. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, we you've been working on this the whole time and you didn't say anything. And he's like, oh, well, I guess I just forgot. <laughs> like thanks brian thanks for that i think um it's cool man but i i uh, yeah and it's i legit you know i don't just say this because i really like brian i was legitimately super excited about the the tariff oh yeah i thought that was so awesome sounded I great i played list. it in in stereo there uh for a little mm -hmm. bit with a little little reverb on it oh, oh, i like man. you just get to pick where you put it in your chain you could put two different things in different parts of your chain come on that's smart that's smart. I can't wait to get it on my board, a bench. I can't wait to get it on the bench and start playing with it. That's going to be great. Well, and the other thing that's great about it is it's it's like deep. Like it has a lot of functions, oh, yeah. but it's so easy to dial in. And that that's the that's the hard part. That's the hardest part of building a pedal, I think. Cuz you could make anything nowadays, but how do you make it in a way that you can fix it really quickly if things go wrong on stage? That's like a big thing for mm -hmm. me. Like a, <laughs> a big because as again, you know how I like chaos. When I play, I, I because I like the chaos. I don't like staying in it, but I like getting in it. But I, I want to be able to get out of it easily. <laughs> so I want the knob. When I see a knob, <laughs> I get I get kind of scared sometimes when I get a pedal and there's no there's no writing on the knob, so I don't know what the knobs do. You know, because <laughs> right. when you're, like, when you're uh, live and we'll you're, when you're playing live and maybe you had a couple too many drinks, or you're at the very end of your set and something's going weird, and you're looking at this pedal, there's no. You know, it that, that the the unlabeled knobs aren't cool anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> not, they were aesthetically pleasing, but they're it, not good. They're it, no good. It was now. cool when you had it at home, and you could go, "Ooh, it does this!" And oh, what a cool sound! I could use my ears and change. But when you're live, that's not happening, man. <laughs> no, definitely not. Well, Jay, uh, we we did, we did it. it. We we hit it. We hit the mark. So. You you have any last thoughts you want to add before we wrap up this uh this main section? Oh my here? gosh! Uh, well, you know, follow your heart. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Um, I'm trying to think of like any other awesome stuff that I saw at Nam that I wanted to bring up. Um, I actually, if if you're interested, I, the amps I really like. Um, and they're not really that they're not really that new, but uh, check out some of the player series stuff by Bad Cat. I thought those were really really nicely voiced. Do you want another old okay. amp that I really like that I never played until Nam? Uh, the AC20 by Morgan. I want one really bad now. AC20 is nice. It. I want it. I just want it in my life. I want. I want all 
I want it all. <laughs> I want it all. Um, I, 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 more gear that I saw, and I guess some, some of this stuff has been around for a while, but stuff I never heard, and now I really love. Uh, there's, if you're a, a vocalist and you're singing into a mic, I think the new mic I want to use is uh, the, uh, I think it's called the ND96 by EV. If you're a live vocalist, you want something that sounds better than an SM58. I'd get one of those. Oh, really? Awesome. I'd take that any day. I was using a Sennheiser uh, E935 for years and years and years. Actually, I, I still like that mic. I use that one. It's not the it's it's the cardioid, not super cardioid, because I move around a lot when I sing. And um, I, I, I think I still I like that EV mic. That one's awesome. That's really cool. And um, I'm trying to think of other things that really stood out to me. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Hold on. <laughs> that works that for me awesome. yeah but thanks for having me i love being on the show and uh yeah i'm looking forward to being on next time too oh yeah we might even have to sandwich something else in between oh, it's always anytime anytime my uh, schedule is always wide open for you blake oh thank you very much jay all right i think i'll go ahead and wrap this up so for jay this is blake and as always folks good luck and good tones <laughs> Man, I always have the best time talking to Jay. Really should do that more often. It's such a such a treat. And if you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did, you can get more over on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash tonemob. Jay and I continued speaking. We actually had more to say, if you can believe that. Can you believe it? More to say about stuff and things and gear and nonsense. So it's over there. For as little as $5 a month, you can get extra Tone Mob episodes every week at least. In this case, you get a bonus. So so if you enjoy these conversations, there are more to be had right over there at patreon.com slash Tone Mob. Check it out. And last but not least, if you want to support the show and you, you just want to do it through your normal gear buying habits, there's always tonemob.com slash reverb. If you use that link, anything you do through reverb.com, you know, whether you are, even if you just sign up, if you've never used reverb.com and all you, all you want to do is sign up, that helps support the show. Any transaction, buying, selling, you use that link and it will help keep this thing going. And it doesn't cost you anything extra, just a little percentage of, of the purchase goes to the show and helps keep everything going. So that's tonemob.com slash reverb for all of that stuff. Um, a lot of you guys have, have uh, already been using that link. That's been very well received, and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, if we, you know, if things keep on track, hopefully by the end of the month or maybe the end of March, we might actually cover the server costs for this show. Uh, you know, the hosting and all that stuff costs costs some money, and and if you guys keep you know, using that link to do all your Reverb.com purchases, that'll all be covered, and nobody will have to worry about it. So thank you very much for everyone that has used it. And yeah, it really, really means a lot. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And also, thank you for listening. We couldn't do it without you. There's no reason to uh, do this if nobody was nobody was tuning in. So a huge thank you to all of you. All of every, well, you know, each and every one of you. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'll catch you here in a couple days with a regular Tone Mob episode. And yeah. Hope you enjoy. Okay, bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you 
that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com Stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.